This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Thank you for joining us. Long distance, wherever you are, um, it's going to be a great day here. In the Lord, I want to sow a seed from the Word of God and believing for a harvest of the works of God. In the Passion Bible, it reads this way, and we've been uh, we've been um, talking about this year, focusing on the few, and that would be there there in all of our lives, keys, a key, or one thing that changes everything, and this would be one. Uh, Uh, One of those, it says this in verse 24, Proverbs, the 11th chapter. Generosity brings prosperity, but withholding from charity brings poverty. Those who live to bless others will have blessings heaped upon them. And the one who pours out his life to pour out blessings will be saturated with favor. You know, this encapsulates God's purpose and God's plan and God which includes God's provision to cause you and I to be a blessing and a greater blessing than ever before. Here in this year of the greater one who brings the greater things, the greater measures in twenty twenty one. I also want to encourage you before we get into the word of uh God uh, the message for today, uh, we're um, up in this 21-day fast uh, and pray, which ends on uh, ends this week. It ends on the 22nd, which is a Friday. And the promise uh, is this: Hebrews 10:36. It says, "You have need of endurance." Remember, we want to we want to uh, finish strong and last long. That after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. The word after, um, this is uh, not only about right now, but this is a seed for the future. As you've stepped up to the setup, in giving God the first of 2021, expect the rest uh, to be blessed. And after you've done the will of God, I know he's made certain promises uh, to uh, those that believe him and, and simply obey him, and you will receive. You'll see God work those things out as you and him work, uh, walk out uh, his will and his way for your life in this especially uh, special uh, and exceptional year of expansion of his kingdom uh, come and his will being done. Want to uh, turn over to First Corinthians uh, thirteen verses twelve and thirteen and talk to you today. Uh, share with you about the hope that holds. That would be the title of uh, this message today. Hope that holds. First Corinthians thirteen and verse number twelve says, "For now we see but a faint reflection of riddles and mysteries." As though reflected in a mirror, but one day we will see face to face. My understanding is incomplete now, 
but one day I will understand everything, just as everything about me has been fully understood. Until then, there are three things that remain, faith, hope, and love, yet love surpasses them all. So above all else, let love be the beautiful prize for which you run. You know, we're facing uh, the future of what comes in 2021. It's a time of transition. Uh, and it is filled with, at this juncture here, uh, on just the 17th day, it's just barely begun. And how many of you know, uh, as hard as we try uh, in ourselves uh, to look beyond the day that we're in, uh, unless God opens uh, our eyes and gives us some glimpses of the future, um, we, we really have to simply uh, trust and take it one day at a time. Uh, as, as hard as we might try, you, you don't or I don't even know what's going to happen at 2.34 this afternoon. Now, we have plans, certainly. We, we, uh, we uh, would presume certain things. But honestly, uh, we, don't, we, we don't fully understand. Uh, we can understand this, um, that uh, as we live this day and do this day, that at the end of the day, we'll have a fuller understanding than we did at the beginning of the day. We're one step, one day closer uh, to that day of being face-to-face with him. But we're facing the future, and we uh, are, na- are having to navigate the unknown, knowing this, that whatever it's hard to understand, whenever it's hard to understand. And have you ever f- uh, found in your life uh, that it, at times when it was hard to find faith? might have been hard. I don't know about you, but I'll just be completely honest. There's been some times in my life when it was hard to live out love. I could give lip service to it, uh, but to live it out, uh, I found it hard. But you know, it's never hard to have hope. Hope is the middle ground. It's placed right between faith and right between love. Right in the middle is hope. It's the center line of the road, if you will, in the journey. There's always hope. When it's hard to find faith, when it's hard to live out love, there's always hope. The Bible says that these three remain. The greatest, of course, being love, uh, and that would be our highest own. But it says these three virtues, in one translation, are to characterize our lives. Well, hope remains. So when everything else is shaken, when everything else is hard to understand or hard to find, we can understand this, that in the middle of the road, in the journey that we're on and following Jesus, there's always hope. Hope is defined as this. It means to expect, to desire, to look forward to with confidence or expectation. And the word remain means this. It's defined as to continue without change. Without change of condition, quality, or place. 
to stay or to be left over. This is especially important, to stay or to be left over after the removal, departure, loss, or destruction of others. Isn't that interesting that in the dictionary that that, uh, remaining would be uh, uh, defined and described in this way? So we could say this, a hope that remains would mean hope, our expectation and desire, our looking forward to with confidence remains. It continues without change. At every crossroad of choice in life, let me encourage you, there is the cross of Jesus Christ. At every transition, there is the opportunity of transformation that trust in God, the God who is, the Bible says, with us, the God who is for us, the God who loves us. The scripture goes on to say that nothing and no one can change this truth, that as we turn to him and trust in him, we won't be shaken or disappointed or ever separated from that love that when we couldn't come to him came to us. I want to read out of Psalms 91 uh, that had been uh, looked at a lot during uh, 2020. And I, I almost um, would characterize it as um, almost like the Lord's Prayer. You know, the Lord's Prayer, it, it, can't, it is many times just religiously repeated uh, by rote, uh, uh, become a ritual. But people don't really think about Uh, what it really means, the meaning of those words. Same thing here with Psalms. I'm going to, Psalms 91, those wonderful, filled with wonderful promises of God's protection, God's provision, of of what we can expect of him. Um, But I want to read it, and I'm believing for the work of the Holy Spirit, who is the great revelator. He's the revealer. He'll take of the things that belong to God and that he will show them unto us. So I'm believing for eyes to see, ears to hear, uh, uh, an understanding, an enlightenment of our understanding that this is uh, the glorious inheritance that we can expect from God, that he promises all of his people. And his people uh, are... Uh, the people that simply trust in him, that have accepted Jesus as their Lord and allow him to be their master, that choose to follow him and to follow all the way through with him. You know, to be his people uh, would not be uh, that you are um, uh, politically aligned with Jesus, that you are even... uh, um, generationally or racially aligned with Jesus, uh, it would be that that we are, are bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, blood of his blood, by simple faith and trust in him and what he has done, we become his family. 
We become uh, the family of God. You're born into the family of God. In the in the this case, born again, born once naturally into this world, and this life is all about discovering God's destiny for this life, which is the which is your final destination is together with Him forever, heaven as your home, God as your God, but. That decision is made this side of death. We're allotted a certain amount of time here, and that's all. No one lives forever on the earth. We live forever in eternity, in one place or the other, together with God or separated from God. So I want to read this uh, today. And believe that God's going to speak to your heart. And that he'll give us a greater, that he'll unpack this a little for us. And give us some uh, things that we can take with us from this place today. It says, when you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God most high. He is the hope that holds me, and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me, and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy, and he will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demon forces at night, nor have, a, have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by night or by day, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil launched against you. Even in time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you have delighted in me as my great lover, I will greatly protect you. I will set you in a high place, safe and secure before my face. And I will answer your cry for help every time you pray. And you will find and feel my presence. Even in your time of pressure and trouble, I will be your glorious hero and give you a feast. You will be satisfied with a full life 
and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. May God bless the reading of his word. I want to call your attention to this. It says, he is the hope that holds me. He is the hope that holds. You know, it goes on to say this, in your times of pressure and trouble, in the times of demonic danger, in the times of attack and disaster, in times of deadly pestilence and plague, of disease and darkness, he is still remains the hope that holds. He holds you and I steady. He holds us safe. He holds us securely. He holds us strong. He is the stronghold of our life. And he has a stronghold on your life. He is the stronghold, the safe and secret hiding place. He is called in this In these verses of scripture, the rescuer, the glorious hero, the protector, the shield, the provider, the one who commands all of angels' armies, special messengers sent with special orders over your life to be there for you and to deliver you no matter what, whether you are, are on the right road, or if you make a misstep or a mistake and are caught in a trap or snare, no matter what, angels will be there for you at his command. He is the one who hears and answers your prayers for help. The Bible says in another place, he is the ever-present help and powerful help in times of trouble. Didn't he say during your times of pressure and trouble and struggle, he said, you will feel my presence and have my power. See, it is his strength. Our hope that holds is in his strength and his faithfulness and his salvation. All of these are outlined in Psalms 91. His massive arms are wrapped around you. Think about that. His massive arms. There is no one and no thing that can separate you from the one that will hold you tight and hold you with the power of his might. It's his salvation. His massive arms wrapped around you. His covering of majesty, the Bible says, is over you. You can run to him and hide in his high place. He said he would set you in that high place, safe and secure before his very face. He is all of these things, the hope that holds, when he is, as the scripture says, you are the only God for me. And you are my great confidence and my great expectation. Let me ask you today, is he the only God for you? Is he the only hope of help for you? Or do we look elsewhere? Do you remember John the Baptist when he was under duress and had been arrested and uh, was thrown wrongly into prison? There was injustice. And he sent word to Jesus because he was discouraged. He said, are you the one? Or do we look for another? Let me ask you today, is Jesus the one? Or are you still looking for another?
Are you looking to the government? Are you looking to a politician? Are you looking to your, uh, your own degrees, perhaps, or your education? Looking to your family or people to help you? I'll tell you, the qualifying statement here for all of these promises, the, the main will of God is encapsulated in this statement, you are the only God for me. You are the only hope of help that I have. And these are not promises of mere survival. These are promises that when disaster comes, when there's trouble all around, that you are set in a high place. As the scripture says in Deuteronomy, it says, if you will listen obediently, hearken diligently, with the intent and purpose to do whatever you hear me say, then I will set you on high. I will, I will set you safe and secure right here near me in my face, the place that's near my face. You are the only God for me, and you are the confidence, my great confidence. Let me ask you today, is, again, is he the only God for you? Because he will not share the throne of your heart with you or with anyone else or with anything else. There's no competition He is the greatest. He is the greatest of all, or he is not at all. Those are the conditions. And I realize that today I may be speaking to people. You may not be at that place where you you have need of God, so you don't want God. But trust me, in the days that are ahead, you will need God. And then you will want God. There are prodigal sons and daughters listening to me this day that, as the scripture says, and he came to be in want. And it was when he came to be in not just need, but he came to be in want. That that desire, that expectation, that this should not be my lot in life. This should not be the place that I stay. In the pig pen. In the, in the despicable and disgusting place. Never was, never is, never will be the Father's will for you. There's always, always room for you in Father's house. And there's a restoration that will take place. We're believing for restoration. In your life. The, the only restoration that, that uh, really matters. You know the economy goes up and down. The um, relationships come and go. I know there are those who are listening to me today. That you've suffered uh, breakups and brokenness in your life. But I'll tell you God will never break up with you. You have to break up with him. God has never forsaken or left you. 
you've left him. But the good news is, here's the greatest hope of all. And the hope that remains that the minute you turn to him, the minute you come, even if you're far, far from home, the minute you come over the hill, he's been looking for you. And he'll come running towards you. The scripture holds true. Oh, our hope is that as we draw near to God, surely God has already drawn near to us. And when we make a move towards God, we'll find out that God's been moving all along to get a, to move towards us and get as close as he can, waiting for us to choose and to turn to him. For he's always been turned towards us, not from us, but towards us. Our great confidence is that he is the only God for us and he's the only hope of help. Let me ask you, are you confident today? Not in a religious ritual or that, well, my parents were, they go to church or grandmama prayed or, I mean, I'm an American, doesn't, doesn't it automatic that, you know, on the money it says, in God we trust. You know, they want to take that off of there. Does it say on a lot of our buildings have scripture and references to God, but you know, uh, they want to take that, they want to cancel all that. <clears throat> I'm not against people who are against God. I found that God is with us and God is for us and he's even, I've been there and done that. And God was for me when I was against him. God was with me even when I wasn't with him. Trying to get me over onto the right side. Trying to help me. Loved me anyhow. Wanted me when I didn't want him. You know, you can be confident in the love that he has for you. It never gives up. Always. The Bible says love hopes all things. Hopes all things. What does that mean? Hopes that all the things you've been through, all the things you're in right now, all the things you'll ever go through will work together in his, for his good plan of salvation for your life. That you'll figure out the devil is a bad devil, but God is a good God. That you'll get tired of the dark, and you'll get tired uh, of the lack, and you'll get tired uh, of, of the demonic forces of destruction that are against you. And you'll run, 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 run to God's side. And you'll find help in that time. You'll find that he is is a stronghold for your life, a high tower that you can run into and be safe and be glad in him. Have you accepted his great grace for your life? Have you accepted his offer of salvation through faith in his son Jesus Christ? Taking Jesus as your Lord and your master for the Bible says there is salvation in none other than Jesus I want to pray a simple prayer. And if you're ready, let's pray it together. Jesus, you are the only hope, the only Savior, the only God. For me, save me, 
right now. Rescue me and hide me in your high place. Hold me steady. My hope and my trust is in you alone. Jesus, forgive me all my sins and cleanse me of all that's not right. And now I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus, you are now my Lord. You make everything right again for me. Thank you, God. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer from a sincere heart, let me assure you, God always does his part. He changes us from the inside out. He gives us a new heart. He gives us a new start. He gives us new life. We'd love to help you. We're sincere in that. Please contact us. And we'll send you some materials that's absolutely free. They'll help you in your new walk and your new start, this new life that you'll have uh, in God. I want to congratulate you, welcome you to God's family. And until the next time, you be blessed and at rest. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.